Hey guys, and welcome to the Strong Tower Mental Health Podcast, where you will be inspired, encouraged, and transformed with powerful teachings and real stories of mental health. This podcast is not a substitute for counseling. If you are in a crisis, call or text your local crisis center or visit suicidepreventionlifeline.org. Jesus is in our mental health, and freedom is where we start. I am your host, Heidi Mortensen, licensed marriage and family therapist. Get ready. Today's show is going to bring you hope. Hello, and welcome to the Strong Tower Mental Health Podcast. Today, we are going to talk about how to be assertive instead of passive-aggressive. We have all done it. I have many times. We bounce back and forth from being passive and agreeable, then resentful and aggressive. It's not fun to have others around us being passive and then aggressive. Honestly, it's a form of emotional abuse. We don't want to do it ourselves, but then we do it. Jesus was assertive and he was honoring to all. We can be too, but how? Come and join me in this podcast today and listen to this powerful episode about how we can be assertive. Being assertive is a powerful tool, but in reality, it's not really a tool. It's who you are and who you are made to be. Last week's episode was titled Navigating Relationships with Healthy Boundaries. So this is really a great episode to have right before this one today on assertiveness because having healthy boundaries requires us to be assertive. We can be boundaryless because we either are super rigid and we have intimacy issues or we have this great big heart and we just want to help everyone and everything but not ourselves. Both last week and this week's episodes have a very powerful theme of respecting ourselves. Thank you to those of you who have left a review for this podcast. I want to read the recent one that I just got. It says, thanks for this excellent podcast. This is a wonderful source of Christian perspective blended with mainstream psychology. Nothing gets lost in that mix. Very uplifting, educational, and inspiring. I particularly thanked the, the devotional segments included Elevate This Above the Pack. So well done. Thank you to 2Tori2 for writing this review. If you haven't and you love listening, please scroll down and click on Write a Review. You help spread the word for Jesus and mental health. I also recently published a book called The Brave Encourager, How to Change the World with the Power of Encouragement. And I talk about pulling the gold instead of pointing out the dirt. It's on Amazon right now, paperback and Kindle version. I'm really excited that I'm also up to 40 Amazon reviews for the book. This is tremendously helpful, especially for a new author. So make sure to get your copy if you haven't, and also sign up for my email list by going to www.heidi.mortensen.com. My goal in writing the book was really to create more brave encouragers and people who bring light than point out the darkness. So let's pray. Holy Spirit, we welcome you right now. Come into this podcast. Be with the listeners wherever they are at. Help give them the strength to be courageous and bold no matter who they are around. Joshua 1.9 says, Be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. I pray for boldness and courage no matter the circumstances and the relationships. Right now I bind up the spirit of division that tries to take over our relationships. I bind up the spirit of heaviness and the spirit of fear right now in the name of Jesus. I declare that my listeners are property of Jesus Christ and they are, have full courage and peace in their relationships. Open up their hearts to hear this podcast right now. 
and I break open those lies that they've been believing about being assertive. Break off all old ways of communication where they were passive or they were aggressive, and I pray for them to be able to be clear and assertive like Jesus. I pray that I say exactly what the listeners need to hear and that your Holy Spirit brings the breakthrough that they need. Thank you for your love and your comfort, God. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. So being passive aggressive is fighting with someone, but not directly communicating or talking about it. So you're kind of like having this fight in your head and in your mood and with your nonverbal actions. I have a few stories for you. I'm going to use different names and details to protect the real characters in these stories. So case one is about Bethany and Bridget. They're friends. They're with each other a lot and they share a lot of the same values. Bethany helps Bridget with her wedding and gives up a lot of her time to help Bethany in her wedding. A year later, Bethany then gets married, but Bridget now has a small child. Bridget helps Bethany a lot and is very stressed out because of her small child. She does not share this with Bethany. Bridget is very angry because of the stress of helping out with a small child, and she ends up snapping at Bethany on the day of her wedding. They end up stop being friends because of this. So in this case, my review is that Bethany somehow created a rule in her mind that she needed to help Bethany as much as she did for her wedding. This created a passive behavior to serve and strive for worthiness and love from her friend. When Bethany's wedding came around, she helped just as much, but she was stressed because she had a smile child. Secretly, she actually hoped that Bethany would see that she was stressed and that she would tell her that, oh, you don't need to help as much because you have a little kid. Bethany has never had a smile child and has no idea how stressful it is, even if she is seeing her friend. She's honestly stressed about her own wedding and isn't really paying attention to that. Since Bridget is passive about helping and doesn't have healthy, clear boundaries, her resentment builds to anger on Bethany's special day. Bridget should have been assertive and told Bethany that she could help, but only a few hours because of her child. And unfortunately, Bridget moved from being passive and aggressive and their friendship was impacted because she wasn't able to be assertive. So case two, Jenny and Ben. Jenny's husband, Ben, doesn't ask her how her interview went one day when she was really excited to have this interview. Because he didn't remember and he didn't ask her, she is angry. She doesn't tell him that she's angry. And she goes through the, that night, the next day, and she's very angry throughout this whole time. But she gets home after work the next day. When she gets home, Ben asks her how her day was. And Jenny says, fine, with crossed arms and then leaves the room. Ben then says, oh, it seems like something's wrong. Are you sure you're okay? Jenny says again, no, I'm fine. He moves on with his night. At dinner, Ben then asks again, how are you doing? It seems like you're bothered by something. Jenny then proceeds to blow up at Ben, saying how he should know that yesterday he completely forgot the interview and that she needed him really bad and Ben wasn't there for her. And how could he do that to her? So the response to this case is that Ben didn't do anything wrong here except for forget the interview. And because Jenny was passive and aggressive, it made the situation worse. What she should have done was tell Ben she had her interview and communicate how it went and that what she really needs from him is to remember when these special things happened to her. Jenny can say, I'm sad that you didn't remember the interview. And that gives Ben an opportunity to apologize. She could then say, I need you to remember these important things for me. Maybe then Ben could try to put reminders in his phone when Jenny has these important things so that he can remember them for her. It might not be his strength to remember these things. So instead of feeling like a failure as a husband, he can be specific on something that she needs. 
Jenny can also be very clear with Ben about what she needs. A lie here was that Benny was saying that Ben did this to her. And this is a lot of times what passive aggressive behavior happens is that we interpret that somebody else is doing something to us and causing pain for our pain. And that is actually a lie. People are most likely just paying attention to themselves and focusing on them. They're not really actually trying to cause pain to you. And even if they do inadvertently, it's most of the time not really what they're trying to do. And if we don't clearly tell them, hey, I'm hurt, you hurt me, I feel sad, they have no idea. And so being assertive is a really, really useful way to cut through a lot of drama and take away a lot of potential fights that could happen. In both of these examples, you can hear some clear patterns of passive aggressive behavior that's not helpful, but there's kind of a slow buildup. It doesn't happen right away. You know, it takes some time. And so there's this resentment that builds. And so one of the things that we need to do is really identify what it is that we need to do to be assertive. So I want to give you a quick reminder and refresher from last week's episode on what unhealthy boundaries are. Um, So being rigid is avoiding intimacy and close relationships. You are unlikely to ask for help. You have few close friends. You're very protective of personal information. You may seem detached, even with romantic partners. You keep others at a distance to avoid the possibility of rejection. All right. And then the lack of boundaries is oversharing personal information, having a hard time saying no to the request of others. You're over-involved with others' problems. You are dependent on the opinions of others. You are accepting of abuse or disrespect because you believe that you're helping. You have fears of rejection if you don't comply with others. Healthy boundaries are valuing your own opinions. You have a healthy fear of the Lord. You don't compromise other values for your own. You do not over or undershare personal information, so you share in an appropriate way. You know your personal wants and needs, and you can communicate them. You accept when others say no, and you don't argue, fight, or have a temper tantrum. I give this refresher of what healthy boundaries are because for us, To be able to be assertive, we need to be able to understand what it means to have healthy boundaries. We will need to be able to say no and speak up for ourselves, even when others might be pushing back. Being assertive and having healthy boundaries doesn't mean that we control other people. In fact, the opposite is quite true. Often, when we start to learn how to be assertive, we recognize that because the people around us don't respect our boundaries, we might need to create a boundary to not have them in our life, or maybe just not have them in our life for a period of time, or that we need to decrease our time with them. I know for some of you, this is really, really hard. This is probably one of the hardest things that I'd probably say is, oh my gosh, I can't cut them out of my life. Well, I'm not saying that, but like I said in the last episode, we can't control other people. We can only control ourselves. And if other people are not respecting your boundaries, they're basically kind of pushing themselves out of your life until they're able to respect you. And so as you continue to be assertive and have healthy boundaries, if this person really loves you, then they will come back around and they will respect your boundary and you and slowly come back into your life. We really get scared to use these interpersonal skills because we don't want to lose people in our life or we're afraid that we're going to be letting them down or that we don't want to be rude. So I have news for you. These are lies. It's a lie if you have a healthy boundary that you're letting people down or that you're rude. The opposite is true. Think about how God is with us. He's a loving father and he gives us healthy boundaries because he loves us. In the Bible, one of the things it says is do not get drunk. 
He doesn't say that because he's a boring and controlling God. He says that because he loves us. Do you know what happens when we get drunk? Well, we step out of the vine of being in that connection with our father, and we aren't in that secret place because we've now stepped into sin. We then make decisions based on our new impaired state of mind. People die when we drive drunk. We might kill somebody. We might make a choice that we'll regret, like cheat on a spouse or say something hurtful to someone else. And if we didn't get drunk, we wouldn't have made those choices because we have a loving God. It's the same with us. If we don't keep those healthy boundaries, we aren't showing love for ourselves. If you make a choice to help out a friend, but your family's suffering because of it, that's not a good choice. That's a very unhealthy boundary. You should not be helping that friend if your friend is suffering. I give these examples because sometimes we need to be reminded when we struggle with passivity or being aggressive without realizing that we are. We might think that we're justified by what we're doing because that person was so rude or storming out of the room is justified. Well, it's not. If you're angry with someone or if you're hurt, a healthy way to communicate is clearly tell them how you feel. Storming out of the room is very passive aggressive. We actually do this a lot without even realizing that we're doing it. In episode 53, I talk about how to increase our ability to be self-aware So I recommend going back to this if this is something that you struggle with and if being passive and aggressive is kind of an impulsive habit for you. So to be able to dig the roots of the why, you have to start with being able to be self-aware so you even know that it's showing up. So remember that the Holy Spirit is our kind teacher and guides us in everything that we do. I used to struggle with being passive-aggressive myself quite a bit, but I wouldn't let it out in the same people. Okay, so for example, I would be passive with my husband and then I'd be aggressive with my children. I remember the Holy Spirit highlighting this for me as I was yelling at my three-year-old and I heard the Lord basically say to me, not like in an outward voice, but I heard this, that this isn't how I parent you, Heidi. He said, I love you, Heidi. God was gentle with me. He wasn't mad at me. And so I told God, well, I have no idea how to not yell when I'm so angry. So he showed me that he wasn't angry with me that I was worthy, but he also showed me where the root was. I wasn't actually angry with my kids. I was feeling unworthy with my marriage. This unworthiness was causing me to be passive with my husband because I was afraid that if I stood up for myself that he wouldn't actually still love me. I had to do some digging and be self-aware to really realize that this was bothering me. It wasn't a big aha moment that I had in one day. It took me some time. So you have to be patient with yourself. And if you listen to this episode and realize that you're on the struggle bus, I too have been there and I can still get on it myself. It's why it's important that I make sure to spend time with God and fellowship with him throughout my day. And I practice the presence so that he will highlight for me when I do get off his bus and I get on the struggle bus. So as you listen and you hear yourself in these descriptions that I'm about to share of passive aggressiveness, I want you to allow the Lord to comfort you and show you his will for you. Romans 8.1 says, There is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. So you are walking in the Spirit. You are not walking in the flesh. So if you are doing these things that I say, that's God's gentle reminder of him being a good parent to you. So the characteristics of being passive are being afraid to speak up, speaking softly, avoiding looking at people, showing little to no expression, slouching or withdrawing, 
isolating from self when in groups, agreeing with others despite your feelings, valuing self less than others, hurt self to avoid hurting others, does not reach your goals and may not even know your goals. Basically, you're okay, I'm not okay. The characteristics of being aggressive are you interrupt and talk over others, you speak loudly, you intimidate others with expressions, you glare and stare at others, standing rigidly cross arms, invading others' personal space, in groups you are controlling, you only consider your own feelings and or demands of others, you value yourself more than others, you reach goals but hurt others in the process, and you hurt others to avoid being hurt. I'm okay, you're not. So you can see the opposite of both ends of these with passive-aggressive. Let's identify now what it means to be assertive. You speak openly. You use a conversational tone. You show expressions that match the message. You make good eye contact. You relax and adopt an open posture and expression. You participate in groups. You speak to the point and are clear. You value yourself equal to others. Usually reaches goals without alienating others and you try to hurt no one, including yourself. Basically, I'm okay, you're okay. So with passivity, you are not okay, but others are. With aggressiveness, you are okay, but others are not. And with assertiveness, you are okay, and so are others. One of the places where we have had a hard time with this is when we don't seem to have our assertiveness being received by others. So doesn't mean that the other person that we're talking to is being a passive aggressive with us? Maybe, maybe not. I want to build your confidence that if you are truly operating from that place of assertiveness, knowing who you are as a child of God, then the people around you really should respect you. And if they don't, then there could be something going on with them. That doesn't mean that you need to think that you're better than them, but it might mean that they might need some prayer or encouragement. You want to be in a position of love towards someone who does struggle with passivity and aggressiveness, but you might need to have that healthy boundary like I talked about before. You don't want to move into that place of, well, I listened to this podcast and the host said that you struggle with passive aggressiveness and you have a problem. This isn't encouraging. People need encouragement. So pulling out the gold or just don't say anything at all. If you are in a safe conversation and the person you're talking to really actually wants that guidance and wisdom from you, then by all means, share it and allow them to give you honest feedback about the things that you need to improve as well. Galatians 1, 10 through 12 says, For am I now seeking the approval of man or of God? Or am I trying to please man? If I were still trying to please man, I would not be a servant of Christ. For I would have you know, brothers, that the gospel that was preached to me is not man's gospel. For I did not receive it from any man, nor was I taught, but I received it through a revelation of Jesus Christ. When we forget that we are serving Christ, we don't have boundaries and are passive aggressive. We are serving man or even Satan. When we know who we are and we're confident in our identity of a child of God, Romans 8, 16 says that the spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. It comes out as assertive when we are at this place. You just are being you. This is who I am. You communicate your feelings. You communicate how you're doing and what you need. 
If you are struggling with being assertive, then go get healing. Dive in to find the root of what's going on. It really takes courage to speak up with someone or draw a boundary with someone who is being passive aggressive, and it takes courage to be assertive. I believe that you can do it and that you have the ability to because the Holy Spirit is living inside of you and the same power that rose Jesus from the dead is living inside of you. Don't allow the world to impact you. Ephesians 6.12 says, Our enemy is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers and principalities and powers of this unseen world. So the people in our life are not our enemy. When we can get this, it allows us to gain this confidence of being able to speak up against the real enemy instead of our friends and our family. So let's pray. God, I pray right now for the listeners to gain the confidence to be who you made them to be. That means being assertive and clear when communicating. I pray for the courage to have healthy boundaries and speak up with people in their life who are being passive aggressive. I pray specifically for the listeners to speak openly, to use a conversational tone, to show expressions that match the message, to give good eye contact when talking with other people, to relax and have an open posture, to participate in groups, that they will speak to the point and be clear, that they value themselves equal to others, that they reach their goals and they don't alienate others, that they try to hurt no one, especially themselves. But basically they believe that they're okay and others are okay. And I pray for those of you who are really struggling with triggers. And if you're struggling with being passive aggressive, to find the help and healing that you really need. I pray God that you guide them to find the right counsel, the right wise people, the right Bible verses and the time to spend with you so they can move into that place of confidence and clearly communicate with others. I thank you, Lord, for transforming us from within and making us like you. I thank you, Lord, that we are able to be assertive and clearly communicate just like Jesus. Now, listeners, I want you to say out loud, I am an assertive communicator. Okay, say it again. I am an assertive communicator. So I pray right now that the listeners impact the people around them by their transformation with being assertive and clearly communicating to others. I thank you, Jesus, for the beautiful gift that you are giving the listeners right now and loving us like you do. I pray for the listeners to be blessed this week. I pray for your families, for your finances, and for your overall mental health. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Thanks for listening to the Strong Tower Mental Health Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts and subscribe wherever you listen. Your review helps the show reach more people and spread mental health awareness with Jesus at the Center. You can also check me out on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, or my website at HeidiMortensenLMFT.com. See you at our next episode.